I know that sounds crazy, ladies and gentlemen. I could not make something like that up. I got cheated on with a male stripper named Harold. Can you imagine that? A male stripper. This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to another episode of the greatest podcast in the world. My favorite podcast, your favorite podcast, your mama's favorite podcast, the out of character podcast as always i am your host brian colbert my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you're listening if you're listening we appreciate you for listening if you're a first time listener welcome we hope you enjoy the show if you're a returning listener welcome back thank you for being here once again ladies and gentlemen this is episode 37 episode 37 man that's crazy episode 37 of the out of character podcast we slowed down a little bit but we still keeping them coming when we can we have a fun show for y'all today we got a lot to talk to y'all about and i just want to get right into it now if you are a returning listener you know i enjoy starting to show off talking about my little man talking about my son and ladies and gentlemen he is six years old and he is getting so smart so wise and he's really getting to that age where they really start to show their personality right and he's so much like me but then there's things about him that are also so different so sometimes he does things he hits me with certain conversations he tells me certain things that went down in school or while he was at the playground and it just blows my mind so i'm like wow this this kid is really not only a chip off the old block but he's also an individual which is just so dope to see your little man start to grow up so we're on facetime the other day and we're talking and he had like a few days off of school and usually when he has time off of school his mom still gotta work so he'll hit daycare and he loves daycare like he always be super super hyped to go to daycare like he don't want to do nothing else he loves daycare because it's a war zone in that mug like they're allowed to just play all day they do a bunch of crazy stuff they eat cool snacks like the daycare is really really cool and one thing about this daycare though is that it's like a range of ages so he's been going there since he was since he was going to daycare this has been the only daycare he's ever gone to so probably like two or three i don't i don't really don't even remember honestly it feels like forever ago but that seems to be the thing he likes about it right the age range of the kids he seems to really enjoy that because my son likes hanging out with older kids he wants to be older like most kids you know saying he's in a, in a rush to grow up and he does enjoy hanging out with older kids so i know he's always hyped to go to daycare so we're on FaceTime and I'm like, yo, man, like, how was daycare? Like, how's everything going? And when he comes out here and visits, me and him get to talk a lot, like a lot deeper than we do on FaceTime. Like, you know, it's a little more intimate. You know, we see each other, um, we're hanging around each other. It's a lot more comfortable. And he did express to me before that, you know, the older kids at daycare kind of like bully him. You know what I'm saying? And when I say bully, I mean like, you know, probably teasing and taunting. It's, from what I know, no little kids is putting their hands on him. He tells me they don't because I let him know like, hey, bro, little kids try to put their hands on you. You got to handle your business. You know what I'm saying? I always trying to make sure I tell him that. Um, but according to him, and my son's very, very honest, no kids putting their hands on him. But, you know, they're doing little things that like big kids do to younger kids. You know what I'm saying? Just punking them a little bit, trying to test them out. And got to remember, too, these young men are turning into young men. So, you know what I'm saying? They going through things. So it's just natural, right? It's natural to go through that. And I'm honestly happy he does go through that because that's real life. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes things is tough. 
So when we have talked about bullying in the past, I have told him like, hey, man, listen, as long as don't nobody touch you, man, the best thing to do is just walk away. Like you say that to a kid, you say that to a young boy, but you don't necessarily believe that that's what that young boy is going to do. Because at one point in my life, I was a young boy. And I remember when I got into altercations, I would relish the moment. I would be so excited for somebody to try me because my dad used to always tell me, he used to say, son, if somebody touches you or talks about your mama, you're allowed to do whatever you want to them. You make sure they regret ever bothering you so that they never try you again and so that those watching also know never to try you again that's how i was raised and that's how i wielded that boy i'd be happy because i always knew as long as i didn't start the fight i would never get in trouble when i got home and i could basically do and say whatever i wanted right that's how i felt so i just kind of assumed that that's kind of like how all little boys were or at least how my son would act now, like I said, I was raised that way. Do I feel that was a healthy and correct way to raise a little boy? Not necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we tell our kids to, hey, just walk away, turn the other cheek, right? But I do still tell my son the same thing my dad told me. If somebody touches you, handle your business. Make them regret it. Now, I ain't the perfect father, but I do feel like, you know what I'm saying, I've got to raise a strong man, a man that's willing to defend himself. I can't raise a punk, right? Nobody want to raise a punk. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I try to relay that information to my son, whether that's right or wrong. But like I said, my son is not me. My son is not the kid I once was. So, we're talking about school, and I had to ask him because it had came up before. Son, are the kids bullying at school like how was today like were any of the kids messing with you and he said you know what dad yes they was bullying me he said it straight up and he was real calm about it though real cool and i was like dang man like i'm sorry to hear that what happened well, you know they was just like you know talking smack that's what he always says it calls it talking smack they was just talking smack to me you know what i'm saying just not being very very nice and i said so man uh what did you do like what are you doing in those situations when these big kids these older kids is bothering you he's like oh well i just walk away and in my head, I'm like, oh, man, he probably, like, turned his head, walked away crying, went and gone, told the teacher it was, you know, snitching. Like, oh, man, like, this is all bad, bro. You, It's one thing to get bullied. The other thing to go and, like, snitch and tell the teacher, right? Like, I was just like, dang. But, you know, I, you can't really say that, but, you know, that's what you're thinking. And so I asked him, you know, I asked him. I said, hey, so, okay, when you walked away, did you, like, was you was you crying? Did you, like, go tell the teacher? Like, you know, what happened? He said, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't do none of that. Like, I ain't, no, I ain't snitch. Like, you know, he straight up said that. Like, I ain't snitch. He's like, I just walked away. He's like, I just went about my business. Like, that's basically what he said. And when he told me that, I was so impressed. Like, that's such an impressive thing to do at a young age, right? Because there's probably other kids around. There's probably girls watching. There's probably all these things that would make you feel like you have to retaliate and react. And instead of doing such right instead of like cowering instead of going to tell a teacher instead of getting physical instead of getting violent instead of getting out of character my son realized you know what listen i'm bigger than this i'm going to walk away and like i said that's not something i would have done as a child i would have been ready to fight i was looking for a reason to get into altercations i was always angry right i always wanted to get in some type of physical altercation my son is not that like, imagine that, imagine that. Like, we've all been in high school, we've all been in middle school, we've all seen bullies. Um, even as adults, right, we all see these things where people just don't treat others correctly. And I'm sure we can all agree 
the minute like we didn't give that no energy the minute we didn't stoop down to their level the minute we just ignored it whether that's at work whether that's at school whether that's in relationships whether that's just with strangers i feel like that moment where you just said you know what this i'm not giving it no energy that probably affected that other person more than you ever could have by getting loud, by getting upset, by telling somebody, by, you know, causing the altercation to continue further. And I just looked at my son and I'm like, man, that is just so crazy that you had that in you at such a young age. And another part of me was like, oh, man, you know, man, to get these bullies, you know, like I said, like I'm a, I'm a fighter at heart. So, you know, like so when somebody I care about is being bothered. Right. It, re it really gets to me. And I still get that feeling where I'm like, you know, saying, oh, man, we got to we got to just fight the world. But that is just not how life works. Right. Especially not as a black man, especially not as a larger black man right you know if you like above 510 above 180 you're actually above average and a lot of black males are bigger than that right and my son's gonna be bigger than me i have no doubt about it so i already know that he is going to deal with the things you deal with when you are a taller larger black man and what happens when you're a larger taller black man is you're not really warranted the same emotions the same reactions that regular people get and when i say regular people it's not that like tall people aren't regular it's just that like it is irregular to be tall right like i think the average height for a male is like five eight maybe so i'm six two my son's easily gonna be six two or above six four he is going to be a larger man and what happens when you are a larger man and you get angry and you express emotion even if you're retaliating nine times out of ten you are going to be the bad guy because people are going to be afraid of you when my little man gets older and he gets worked up and he gets angry right people around him are going to feel fear because this is a big black man that they've been taught on television they've been taught in books that they've been taught in history classes that we're crazy that we're mean and that we're always angry right so that's the stigma he's already dealing with from the rip just because of his appearance so as much as i want to tell him son be a fighter son smack them in the mouth for even disrespecting you man i'm so glad he already has that calmness because damn is he going to need it in this world it's a calmness and poise i wish i had years ago it's a calmness and poise i'm still working on still working on daily daily i lose my temper far too often but not my little man he's calm he's affectionate he's understanding he's compassionate and it's just so cool to see him be these things because it's natural because these things aren't necessarily from me right i'm very i'm very honest with myself i know who i am i know the kind of person i am and i'm a lot of great things but most of those things i named i'm not necessarily so i'm so happy to see the newest version of the cobra man be the best version so far shout out to my son doing good in school getting good grades he's gonna be out here in like a month for his summer vacation we're both so excited and it's been so much fun watching him get older because the older he gets the closer we get because the more we're able to just bond as men 
You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's been so dope because I have no doubt in my mind he is going to be the greatest of all of us. He's already an amazing human being. Shout out my son. I'm so proud of you, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 37. Episode 37 of the greatest podcast in the world. The Out of Character Podcast. As always, I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. We hope you've enjoyed thus far. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you for being here for 37 episodes. 37 episodes ladies and gentlemen and maybe like what the third one since we've been in the texas studios man the third one since we've been in san antonio texas and ladies and gentlemen let me tell y'all if i haven't told y'all already there is no place quite like texas there are often times when i am doing things around Texas, exploring Texas, or just doing normal things like going to the grocery store. Why I see things, why I come in contact with people where I'm like, only in Texas. Only would I see something like this in a place like Texas. When people ask me to describe what Texas is like, how I feel about Texas, the way I describe it is a lawless land texas the lawless land where it feels as if anything goes where it feels as if anything could happen at any given time and ladies and gentlemen that's somebody saying that that's lived in the city for six years granted connecticut ain't really the city but i've done gone back and forth and if i've done experienced enough to see some wild things some fast-paced action right because that city life just different or so I thought. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing quite like Texas. So I have a story for y'all. You know, I love my stories and all that. And this is one of those things where I feel like only, only could this happen in Texas or maybe somewhere in Southern California. And even still, I don't think that something like this would actually happen. I felt like I was in a movie. Ladies and gentlemen, there is this place called South Padre Island. That's at the bottom of Texas. Now, I love the water. But San Antonio don't really have no water. We got like little rivers and lakes, but we don't really have an ocean or a large body of water. South Padre does. It has beaches. It has a nice large body of water. And it's a lot. It's like where people go to spring break, right? So it's, it's a vibe. It's really, really cool out there. And I remember going out there for my spring break when I was in college. I had a great time. So I was like, I got to go back. I'm going to drive back down there. Me and Director Lex was like, you know what? We pulling up to South Padre. We're going to take, we're going we gonna to capitalize on this, son. And we're going to have a good time. Now, South Padre is probably about five hour, four and a half hour drive from San Antonio. And it's south, right? You're going straight down towards Mexico. It's basically like bordering Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm driving, cruising early morning trying to get there you know trying to enjoy the day so we we driving rather early and at a certain point of the drive when you get like really close we're probably about an hour away it becomes like a two-lane road where on one side is you and then on the other side is oncoming traffic and i'm driving and i'm driving i'm just chilling it's been a pretty pretty uneventful drive pretty easy drive a lot of it's like driving through the country and then like a lot of like trees and like greenery, right? So it's a pretty, pretty calm drive. 
all of a sudden, and you know when a car's like moving, you can hear it, right? Before it comes, you can hear it, right? Because I think sound travels faster than anything, right? So you can hear this car coming, right? And then I look in my rear view and I see this car coming towards me. And like I said, you, you know, when a car is like just coming to you in one lane, you can't really tell how fast they're going, but you can hear it. And I could hear this car was moving. Now, me, I'm on cruise control. I'm chilling because I ain't playing with no Texas cops. I ain't been pulled over and I don't plan on it. So I'm cruising. So I see this guy coming. I'm like, you know what? Probably just somebody in a rush. It's two lanes. They ain't trying to be behind nobody. They trying to make it to their destination. They probably going to the beach, too. So I'm chilling. I'm trying to stay out the way. But as this car comes closer, it gets louder and louder to the point where I start realizing this car is probably going like 120 because on the way to South Padre, it's like 85 or something like it's not a slow drive. So I'm probably already going like 85, 90. Right. So I'm, I'm doing all right. like I ain't going too slow. So for this car to be pulling up on me at such a rapid rate coming out of nowhere, I know this thing got to be going like 130, 140. This car gets up and it speeds by me. I almost feel like it, it shakes my car. It goes by me so fast. Got to be going like 150, 160. Little two-door joint, little Honda Civic, right? Moving. And I'm like, man, where could he be going? But it's South Padre. And like I said, this is a, a spring break type vibe. So maybe high school kids is driving. Maybe there's some like little rich kid that, you know what I'm saying, is driving his daddy's whip and just wanted to see, wanted to let it go a little bit, you know? And he's gone. Maybe about five minutes later. And I'm, this is five minutes, right? Five minutes is a significant amount of time, in my opinion. Five minutes go by. And I hear another noise. I hear another noise. And it's another vehicle coming towards me. Another vehicle coming towards me at a rapid rate. It's the cops. It's a cop car. It's like a truck, right? Like Border Patrol. That's what it is. Because like I said, we're about an hour away from South Padre. It means we're, we're dangerously close to the border. And all of a sudden, lights. And I'm like, yo, this the one I'm really getting out the way for. Like I'm, I'm doing a full tilt. Like I'm pulling over type thing. Zooms by me. Over 100 going crazy fast. And then another cop, and then another cop, and then another cop. And then every 30 seconds to 60 seconds, a cop is coming zooming by. I counted it might have been about 18 to 19 different vehicles that zoomed by me within probably another five-minute span. Now, in my head, when I saw that first cop car, I said, you know what, man, it's been five minutes. There is no way. They are going to catch this brother. It's, it's over. It's a wrap. It ain't happening. So I'm driving. I'm driving. Like I said, it's like every cop car in the vicinity is on this chase. And like a million questions are going to my head. What is he smuggling? Like I said, will they ever catch him? Because they were really behind. Like, I want to know who tipped them off, right? Because they were just like significantly behind this guy. He was moving. So I keep going, I keep going, and at this point, we're almost at South Padre. Like we're getting there, and this entire drive, cops have just been zooming by trying to catch this person. And then out of nowhere, the two lanes opens up into almost like an interstate. And usually when the interstate opens up, right, traffic moves faster, right? It's easier. Boo, 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 what's going? Not this time. 
there was a line of cars, trucks, cars, all stopped. And I looked at Director Lex. Because at this point, I had to wake Shorty up and be like, listen, you got to see this. Like, we got to experience this together. And I said, yo, they had to have gotten whoever this guy was, whoever this guy was. And for them to come out in such a number, this guy had to be pretty serious or at least had to have something on him that they had been looking for for years. Like this had to have been one of the CIA's top investigations, like the way that they just came at this guy. So we pull up and finally we were getting through the traffic. The traffic's moving slow because... Just like me, I'm sure all of these cars experienced the same thing. They saw a car zoom by and then a ton of cops follow. So then we start pulling up. And we see it's just this one guy. And like I said, I thought it was like 18 or 20. Not only did these cop cars zoom by where I was at, they also came from the other direction. There had to have been 40 to 50 cop cars all in this vicinity, all surrounding this guy his honda civic and whatever the hell was in his trunk it was the craziest thing I ever seen ladies and gentlemen it was like out of a movie the guy was handcuffed he was on his knees cops had their guns drawn all pointing at him and ladies and gentlemen this was like a tuesday afternoon only in texas ladies and gentlemen would you see something like that I saw a man race for his life. And it really was awesome, like Fast and Furious stuff, because when you pulled up, you could see they had, like, taken out the spikes and, like, put them on the road. It looked as if he tried to, like, cross the, like, there was, like, a little area where there was, like, another street. It looked like he tried to, like, cross it completely, and they just found a way to stop him. It was intense. It was intense, ladies and gentlemen. It's just one of those things where I'm, like, only in this lawless land of Texas. Would you witness something like that on a Tuesday afternoon? Ladies and gentlemen, I have a ton of only in Texas stories that I'm going to be telling y'all throughout the years that I'm here because I really don't plan on going anywhere. I plan on being here for quite some time. I'm tired of moving, ladies and gentlemen. I'm tired of moving. I'm trying to plant somewhere. I don't know if Texas is going to be here for like the rest of my life, but I at least plan on being here for the next few years. So there's going to be a lot more of only in Texas stories. Now, moving forward on episode 37 of the greatest podcast in the world, the out of character podcast. Sometimes tweets, sometimes posts, sometimes pictures get sent to the out of character studio guests that are so egregious that we have to discuss them. And ladies and gentlemen, this past week, we stumbled across a doozy. Now, y'all know how I love black Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like black Twitter is one of the funniest places on earth and one of the most untainable, right? It's been around for so many years. Black Twitter is one of the most consistent things in our lives, ladies and gentlemen. Black Twitter has been around, ladies and gentlemen, for longer than most of your long-term relationships. Think about that. I love black Twitter. And on black Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, a young lady posted a tweet saying this. Men, this is a safe space. Tell us about a time you went out in public after a breakup and you had to fight back the tears the entire time. Now, like I said, I love black Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, but let me tell you the first thing about it is it is not a safe space. 
It might be the most unsafe space on all of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, the minute I read this, I said, oh, this thread is going to be good. And it did not disappoint. Let me read to you some of the tweets that these brothers left. Some of the things that these strong black kings have been through in life. Dealing with y'all women. Because y'all like to paint the picture that were the cheaters, right? That we've been the ones for decades just breaking up happy homes. And I just feel like that just isn't true. I feel like social media has shown us that y'all women are just as devious as men, if not more so. Y'all a lot wiser than y'all put on. And at this point, social media is calling y'all out. Y'all not able to hide no more. And when I was reading some of these tweets, I'm like, dang. I could see this happening in everyday life because it does happen in everyday life. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read you some of these. Listen up. A gentleman named Daddy Armadillo said, my baby mama and I broke up. Two days later, I went to drop the kids off so I could go out on my birthday. And she had a new man in there already. And he yelled at me from the room. Happy birthday. Have fun. And the whole night when I got asked, are you having fun? I had a panic attack. Ladies and gentlemen, it's nasty. Nasty out here. Two days? And then you've been talking about, bro. My man knew it was his birthday. That's, that's wild. That's crazy. Crazy. I'll continue. There's more. There's far more. My homies told me to pop out to the club. And when I got there, the first thing I saw was my girl on stage throwing it back on her best male friend. Three hours, I sat in silence, enjoying the show, full of pain, drinking only water, worst night of my life. Can you imagine how much pain you got to feel to be in the club and not even want liquor? You just drinking water, and then you just sitting there watching, right? Because what else you going to do? You going to cause a scene. You're not going to cause a scene. You're going to look crazy. You're just going to sit there and just act like you ain't seeing it, right? And almost all men have been there. Oh, he's my best friend. Oh, he's my cousin. Oh, he's my brother. You're a liar is what you are. Because we know the minute y'all get a chance, the minute y'all get some liquor in y'all system, y'all going to be all over each other. I'm going to continue. I was going through the pre-breakup phase with my ex. I had paid for her nail set. And that same day, she was laying on my chest and she says, we need to take a break. I feel like I'm missing something. My young and dumb ass ain't no them nails was wrapped around some new guy that saved night. Ooh! Brothers, that's why you got to be careful. That's why you got to take the 90-day rule. Because y'all put money into this woman's hair. Y'all put money into their makeup. Y'all put money into their nails. And you know what? They just out here looking good for another brother. Save your money, kings. She can make herself look good because then it's not going to hurt as bad because a lot of this, like, man, that's that's a pride thing, right? That hurts, right? When you've invested into a young lady and then she waits till after you have made said investment to let you know, you know what? We're through. I'm moving on. Mm. Mm -hmm. The chick I was seeing had been acting a little funny like a week until her birthday. So I'm buying all this stuff for her, trying to make sure she feels special. And she invites me to her birthday dinner where she's hugged up on a new guy and completely acted like I wasn't there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's a new one. Ladies and gentlemen, that is another level of savagery that I have never come across. And I pray that I never come across. Ladies and gentlemen, 
this brother basically planned her birthday for her made sure it was nice she had another brother the whole time ladies when y'all fix yourselves to say crazy things about men i want y'all to think about some of these stories really really think about and realize the nasty things that y'all are capable of. I took a girl on a trip to Padre Island. South Padre Island. Look at that. Look at that. I took a girl on a trip with the homies. And she had sex with him two days into the trip. I was at the baby concert. Damn near about to cry. We had to stay there five more days. Oh, that's got to hurt because what you supposed to do? Y'all on a group trip. And that's the homie. So, like, you really can't be a hater, right? Like, if you get mad, you really a hater because it's like you should have known Shorty was, like, with all of that. And you should have probably never brought her around us anyway. So, we got to continue to enjoy our trip or you going to be overly sensitive, right? That's kind of how brother was feeling. So, he had to just, like, all these situations, too, is where, like, brothers feel like they got to kind of tuck their emotions. But they really, like, losing it in public, right? But you know what's the worst part about all these stories? Because I fell for these brothers. Brothers, I am sorry. If you have gone through any of these things and you're listening, I am so sorry you have been through that. Because I think women will be shocked at how much men actually get cheated on. Like I said, we get painted to be the cheaters all the time. But I think women will be shocked to know how much men get cheated on. And this was the tweet that really got to me. This was a tweet that really grinded my gears. A young lady responded and said, men really cry over breakups. I'm so shocked. No sarcasm. Reading these responses really made me go like, wow. Now, first when I read that, I said, okay, maybe she's just one-on-one. Like, maybe she's tripping, right? But what I did was I took these tweets and I posted it on OOC's Instagram. Go follow OOC at OOC underscore TV. Go give us a follow. You know what I'm saying? We got the Instagram page. We got the Twitter page. Go, go follow us. Go follow us. But I posted it, right? And the responses I got from my homegirls was very similar to that. was like, y'all be crying? Y'all got emotions? Y'all care about getting cheated on? Do y'all think we not human beings? Like, we have feelings. Just because men don't always, like, act with their feelings in mind or always, like, go feelings first when you try to use, like, logic and things like that does not mean that we do not have feelings. I don't know how many times... I've had to explain to a woman just because I don't cry, just because I don't yell frantically or show a lot of emotion when I'm expressing myself does not mean that I'm not expressing myself, does not mean that I do not have feelings. And it was honestly alarming to me how many women had that take was like, yo, shut up. Y'all y'all lying. Y'all don't really have feelings like that. Y'all don't really care. Y'all don't ever express yourselves. And it really got me to thinking like, well, why aren't men expressing themselves to women? Because, like I said, this was multiple women saying this. And really, if you look at this Twitter thread, you could tell these men needed to get something off their chest, right? They was feeling something. It was not a safe place at all. So, like, for them to really want to, like, divulge so much information, they had to really be wanting to talk, right? They had to really be feeling something. So, it made me ask myself, why would men not want to express themselves and in my experience for me i do not think there is a safe space in this world for men to express themselves outside of maybe having a therapist which costs a lot of money and it's not something that 
it's easy to get for a lot of people like good counseling good like help is not something that's easy to get i really feel like it's a privileged thing where if you have money if you have good insurance i don't even think a lot of insurances cover counseling but like if you have the money to do it you can do it but not a lot of people have that and as a man especially a minority man there is not many places in this world that make you feel like you can be vulnerable they make you feel like if you express yourself, you'll be okay. They make you feel like if you walk away from an altercation, instead of reacting, instead of fighting, instead of being a man, arr, that something's wrong with you. The world we live in isn't really catered to men expressing themselves or being affectionate. And women, when you ask a man, Oh, y'all express yourself? Or why don't y'all express yourselves? Maybe look inward a little bit. Because sometimes when men express themselves, and this is not just with women, this is just with, I'm just going to say this is society, this is the world, right? A lot of times when we express ourselves, that expression, that vulnerability will be used against us, if not in that moment, but in future moments. Like I said earlier, if I told my son to get mad at every altercation and yell and fight, he would always end up being the bad guy. He would be the angry, bitter black man. And I'm sure a lot of men have been in those situations where they have expressed themselves. And they were just the bad guy. Where they said, I'm going through this, I need help with this. And they got no help at all. I remember watching this podcast, the Pivot Podcast, where Michael Beasley was on there. Michael Beasley, a superstar basketball player, my favorite college basketball player of all time. Guy worth millions of dollars, surrounded by people, taking care of people, constantly around people in the public eye. We watched him play for years. An amazing basketball talent. And he said on there, I was constantly asking for help. I was saying, help me. And y'all laughed in my face. And it tripped me out. It tripped me out because he was saying that in regards to like his people, his peers, close people to him. He felt like he had nobody to express himself to. And this is a millionaire, right? This is somebody that worked his butt off to make it to a point where he is so excellent at something. He gets paid millions of dollars to do it. He is loved and adored to do it. And he gets to play the game he loves and dedicated himself to. A man like that is saying, I never felt safe expressing myself because nobody was listening. And if they did listen, all they did was laugh and use those feelings to hurt. And that was really what this Twitter post, right? I mean, like, we sat here, we just laughed about all these things. Well, I wasn't really laughing. Like I said, some of this stuff is really serious. But it was a funny post we had on OOC, right? Because it's like, oh, my gosh. One side is, I cannot believe these brothers are going through this. But then there's a whole other side where brothers is like, I am going through that same thing. But in these scenarios where you do get cheated on, a lot of times you really can't just sit and cry. You look crazy. 
as a man. You're not supposed to cry. Like that's how people look at you. Like you feel crazy for crying in public, for crying over women, for crying over breakups, even though you are a human being that is allowed to feel whatever the fuck they want to feel. And this is coming from somebody that has been cheated on multiple times. And that has been in those situations where I don't necessarily know if I didn't feel like I could express myself, but the way I expressed myself was not the normal way somebody would express themselves. But I also feel like that's because of the ways I got cheated on. Especially one way in particular. And when I saw this and I thought about, you know, expressing yourself in men's vulnerability, I was like, you know what? I have a cheating story. Now, I'm not going to lay it on Twitter because Twitter, like I said, is not a safe space. But I feel like the out of character podcast, I feel like my out of character family. There's no safer place on earth than in front of this microphone, in front of these cameras for y'all. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to my safe place. I am going to talk about the craziest time I have ever been cheated on. And I don't know if I've ever spoke on this publicly. A couple like the close friends know because it's such a crazy story. But it's not something that bothers me at all. Like it's not something I have any emotional ties to. This was like years and years and years ago. I'm not going to give too many specifics because I ain't trying to call nobody. I ain't trying to make nobody feel no type of way. Like I don't like that type of karma. I doubt anybody in this situation knows of this podcast or even remembers me maybe but let me tell you guys this situation was nuts and let me tell y'all boy if it ain't the craziest cheating on story ever and like i said i'm trusting you guys ladies and gentlemen don't judge me but here we go ladies and gentlemen the young lady that cheated on me cheated on me with a male stripper yes ladies and gentlemen soak that in i said it this young lady cheated on me with a male stripper that was damn near twice her age. Twice our age. We were the same exact age. How does this happen? Ladies and gentlemen, how does this happen? Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? First things first, I'm going to take some accountability for myself. I was very young. I was very, very young back then. I was a college kid. And I was out here really just living life is what I'm going to say. Like, I'm going to be honest and say, at this point in my life, I was not a faithful brother. I had cheated on every woman I had ever been with and honestly felt as a man, it was okay. And also felt as a man that it would never happen to me, especially not with this particular young lady. This particular young lady was quiet. This particular young lady didn't have many friends. To my knowledge, this particular young lady didn't really go out at all. But ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I was a young man and I had not realized up to that point that those are the most dangerous ones. Those quiet, silent types. Those ones that don't really keep a big circle, right? Because those are the ones you really don't know what they're capable of and you really don't know what they're doing when you're not around. And ladies and gentlemen, quite frankly, I was never around. I was out and about I was running these streets, and I say all that to say, I probably had it coming. So before I tell you this story, ladies and gentlemen, don't let me tell you the story as if I am the victim, because that is not the case. I do feel like I had this coming. Even the moment it happened, I was like, ah, I'm lying, brother. We're running around a little crazy for quite some time. This probably needed to happen is how I felt. So ladies and gentlemen, I am online at 
the time. When I say online, I mean that I am pledging for the greatest fraternity in the world, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. I'm pledging, right? I'm trying to become a member of Phi Beta Sigma. And when you're doing that, a lot of work, a lot of studying goes into that process. So I was away a lot, studying, spending times with my brothers, and learning not only things about the fraternity, but things about myself. But when you are going through this process, it is suggested that you be very secretive. And me, being somebody that's already very private, I didn't speak much about my pledging process at all. Not even to the girl I was dating at the time. She really didn't know what I was doing. She just knew that I was gone at all times of night. I wasn't coming home until early mornings. And that I very seldom was responding to my phone. I didn't answer many calls. I didn't send many text messages. And the craziest part about this was that we were living together at the time. It was summer. I had my own spot. And I was like, you know what? I need somebody in here to take care of the crib. Man, pull up. Like, that was really what it was. You know, when you were a young boy, you need some help. This man showed he was cooking. She was folding my drawers. I needed all that. Come pull up. Stay here this summer. Don't go be with your fam. Go stay here. Pull up. Come take care of your boy. It's all good. You can stay here with me. I'll pay the rent. I'll take care of everything, right? And back then, I was a young man, so I didn't have the 90-day rule. I didn't realize the amount at which human beings take advantage of other human beings. So I was really doing my thing. Like I said, I'm paying the bills. I'm taking care of everything. All you got to do is cook, keep the crib clean, and take care of the drawers, make the bed, do all that stuff. And she was handling that business, so I was cool with it. And like I said, it made life really easy because I was running and gunning. I'm in it now. I'm trying to do a bunch of different things. I'm, I'm in college, right? I'm, I'm living life. So we live together. I'm online. And like I said, so she really knows when I'm coming and going, right? It's not like... She's at her crib, I'm at mine type. No, like she know when I'm coming and going. So who knows what this young lady thought, right? Who knows? I'm taking trips to Texas all the time. I'm driving down to Texas to see my homeboys. I'm partying every chance I get. It's crazy. I'm wilding. So I'm probably in like week five of being online, right? I'm probably in like week five. And... Week five, I'm tired. Like, I'm exhausted because I'm not only online, I'm working full time damn near and I'm going to school full time. So I'm really like getting after it. I'm not really sleeping much at all. So I'm exhausted. I'm not in a great mood. I'm tired. I'm on my last leg. Right. And because I'm so tired, I'm not really paying much attention to what's going on at home. I'm not really paying attention to Shorty. I'm not really paying attention to anything. I'm just existing, right? I'm just trying to get through the days. So there was probably like signs and things that like could have let me know that something crazy was going on. Because even to this day, maybe I did know at the time, but I don't remember anymore. I have no idea how long this affair was going on, right? But it hadn't been going on for quite some time. So I'm at the crib. I'm about to leave and go to set and it's like an hour drive so i leave at a, like a pretty decent time but it's late it's late at night I, I got places to be so i'm about to get ready to go and i think me and shorty was like on the couch watching tv or something like that we was just chilling like i'm just like like i said i'm spaced out i'm just like trying to mentally prepare for the drive and trying to mentally prepare for all this studying i'm about to do right so she goes to the bathroom or something like that and she leaves her phone now I'm not really the type of person that ever likes touching nobody's phone because I don't like my phone being touched, right? I don't like that at all. But you know how, like, when the phone's, like, right next to you, especially iPhones, we all got iPhones, right? They all look exactly alike. And a phone goes off and it, like, lights up. Like, it catches your eye. 
and that's what happened to me and at this time i don't even know if iphone had the feature of like hiding who texted you i'm not even actually completely sure if this was an iphone at this point this was a long time ago but it was definitely one of those phones where like it lit up and it shows you the message and the message said yeah babe and it didn't have a name on it and it wasn't a number either it was just the letter h and in that moment i already knew what's up the minute i saw that i said oh my goodness and i already know like things was already kind of like left for me in this relationship anyway because my first thought wasn't oh my gosh i'm being cheated on my first thought was like damn it i have to deal with this right now and i even like contemplated because shorty was in the bathroom I even contemplated like not dealing with it like not dealing with it at all right like just like letting it go because i was just so tired already from just like life right so tired already and i was already kind of running around doing my own thing so it wasn't like i was super super invested so i really was like dang maybe i should just let this slide so she comes back out and we're sitting on the couch and i'm like listen i'm about to go but, you know, we've been together for a minute at this point. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm not really around. Like, I know things ain't really what it was. Like, you know what I'm saying? Listen, if you got something you need to get off your chest, if you got something you need to tell me, if you got somebody else, just let me know. And we can, like, end this cordially. It could be all good. All good. And she looks at me and she laughs. She starts laughing. And she's like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what are you talking about? Like, laughing in my face. And it was like one of those laughs where it was like, she knew I knew. But she didn't know how I knew. So she knew I couldn't prove nothing, like, in her mind, right? And, like, it was disrespectful. It was like a disrespectful laugh. I'm not gonna lie. It was a disrespectful laugh. And it kind of set me off a little bit. Because I'm like, okay, like, you're not about to sit here and lie to me. And I was like, set it up. Like, listen, I'm giving you a chance to keep it a buck with me. I ain't trying to get into it. I ain't trying to embarrass you. But I'm just trying to let you know, I already know what's up. So you just need to tell me, like, because I, I got I got things to do. Like I said, now I'm getting a little irritated because now you're wasting my time. Now you're lying to me. Now you're, like, laughing in my face. Now you're just being disrespectful. It's a little bit too much. Now I'm getting a little irritated. So she just keeps lying and keeps laughing and keeps, like, acting like she don't know what I'm talking about. Like, 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 like most people do when they cheat, right? They just laugh at you and they try to make you feel like you're crazy. So she didn't realize I had her phone in my pocket. Because, like, I'm like, oh, she ain't going to be able to hide this evidence, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, like, when I asked her about the stuff, I think she, like, tried to see where her phone was at. But she knew if she looked too frantically for it, it was going to give it away. So, eventually, I'm like, you know what? Listen, I ain't got time for this bullshit. I ain't got time for it. Pulled out her phone. And I said, look at this. I seen it. I seen it. I know it. I know what's up now. What's up? Because at that point, I had seen it. I think, honestly, I probably, like, went through the phone and, like, had seen, like, her and this brother had been texting, like, heavy, like, 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 relationship things, like, for months, bro. Like, it was, like, a thread, like, for a long time. Like, I couldn't even get through the text, like, you know, just going through fast, like, oh, my goodness. So, I'm like, man, what, like, what's up? Like, bro, you in my crib. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is crazy. Before I can even really fully, like, get my shit off like before i could really lay into her and make her feel bad for like her treasonous ways she snapped ah! jumped on me like a spider monkey i swear on my life just started going crazy started hitting me trying to smack me scratching me ripping at my clothes going crazy and thank the lord i was raised by a very very wise black man that told me 
if you get a woman mad enough, she might put hands on you. And if she does put hands on you, son, you better never hit her back. Because if you even go to push her off of you, you could end up in jail. And if that wasn't the best advice I'd ever received in my life, it was the advice I thought about in that very moment. And I just put my hands up, put my hands straight up. And I yelled at the top of my lungs because at this point I was living in a very, very nice neighborhood. I had a loft apartment. I was living very nicely. I mean, it was Nebraska, so it was extremely cheap. But I was living well, and I lived in a white neighborhood. I knew this right away. So I knew the minute they heard this woman screaming and yelling and me running around this apartment complex that something was going to happen. So I put my hands in the air, and I said, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. And I ran all around that apartment until I was able to get out of the door and run. Now, the way my apartment was, it wasn't like there was like hallways and things like that. There was just steps that lead directly into it. And it was like these big concrete steps. And when I got out the door, I go to go down these concrete steps. This lady jumps on my back, grabs me by my neck and hangs on me as if she was a cape. And she hangs on for dear life. But me, I'm not quitting. I'm not done. I'm getting out of there because I know I know a setup when I see one. I know a setup. I'm running to my car. I'm out. I start running and she falls off of my back. Like I said, my hands are still in the air. I'm still, you know, I ain't touch you. I ain't touch you. She falls off my back and falls down these concrete steps. And at this point, she's screaming. She's screaming as if like I had pushed her down or I had thrown her down the stairs. So I'm terrified. I'm panicking. I run to my car. I call my mom and I said, mom, listen. Something happened. But I promise you, I did not touch nobody. I promise you, I would never do that. I promise you, no matter what happens right now, your son didn't do it. I'm already trying to get my alibi, right? I'm like, listen, I don't know what's going to happen, but this chick is tripping. And like I said, she's the one that cheated. Like, I, there wasn't like nothing happened. Like, I didn't do anything at this point. Well, I was, but she didn't know it, right? She went crazy. I have scratches on my neck. My shirt's all ripped up. And I'm like trying to explain to my mom, listen. I ain't do nothing. This is crazy. What do I do? What do I do? My mom's like, listen, you got to get her out of there. You can't leave there because that's your crib. And if you leave, you might not ever be able to get back in. And I'm like, mama, you right. You right. I'm getting it in there. So I went back in the crib. You know what I'm saying? And I locked the door. I don't know where she was at at the time. But something had happened between her falling through the steps. Me going to my car, calling my mama coming back because she was not in the crib at the time. And like I said, I didn't even look back. I ran for my dear life. So I get back to the crib, right? And I realized I still have her phone, but she is nowhere in sight. Now, for some reason, she didn't have a password on her phone because I was able just to get in and out easy money. Which is crazy because if she didn't have a password on her phone, I could have been found out she was cheating. But like I said, I was not tapped in or paying attention to even realizing. So, again, had this coming. So, I unlock the phone and I call H. Call H and. This brother with a deep voice answers, right? And at this point, I know nothing about this guy. I know nothing other than the fact that his letting, his name starts with the letter H, I'm thinking, and that they have been talking for quite some time. And this brother answers the phone. I say, hey, man, listen. And I'm chilling. Like, at this point, I have not cried. I have not yelled. I was just truly in shock. Because younger me didn't think something like this could ever happen, especially not with this girl. Like, I had picked the quietest, most wholesome girl I had thought in my mind, right? The one young lady that I thought would, like, never do, like, anything crazy. Because I was just, like, I was, it just couldn't happen, right? Like, I'm, and I'm the man. Like, I'm out here doing my thing. Like, you know, that's the, that's the vibe I had. So, like, I was really just shocked this whole time. So, I called dude, and I'm mad calm. I'm like, yo, bro, like, you know, 
this is so-and-so's man like you know she lived with me blah blah like i seen y'all been texting like yo what's good like like really just playing it cool because like i, I come from the like mindset that men shouldn't fight over women right women shouldn't fight over women like you take that up with your significant other if somebody's cheating because i've been the other guy in plenty of occasions and it's like that ain't my fault like that's y'all business like she came to me like the, you know what i'm saying y'all handle that so i'm really into that like i'm not you're gonna be trying to squabble over no chick like i'm not doing none of that that's high school stuff so i just hit him and i'm like yo bro like just keep it real with me just let me know what i'm dealing with because you know what i'm saying like what's up like do i need to like you know like what's going on bro like and he just was straight up with me like on some grown man shit for real like hey man listen we've been seeing each other for a minute um i ain't know about you like that uh but we definitely been rocking for a while and i'm like i bet well like what's your name bro like who are you thinking like maybe somebody from our high school because we went to high school together maybe somebody from the college maybe like an athlete or something i don't know who what i'm thinking right and he's like oh my name's harold now, I don't know nobody that's like a teenager in their 20s named Harold or nobody named Harold, right? Never met a Harold in my life. So I'm like, all right, Harold. Like, well, hey, man, listen, I appreciate you keeping up butt with me. I'll holler at you later. So Shorty never comes back in the house, right? My neighbor ends up like finding her like screaming. And like, luckily, he was like a cool dude because like he had even told me like, hey, bro, listen, like. I've been cheated on. Like, my wife left me for some, so I already know what's up. So she ain't getting no sympathy from me, but I'm going to make sure she cool in here. Like, he's telling me all this right in front of her. Like, I'm going to make sure she cool until her mom's come or whatever, but we don't want y'all to have no smoke. And I'm like, I right, bet, cool. We'll figure all the other stuff out, like, whatever. Like, it moves fast. So eventually, she comes, gets the shit, come, moves out, all that stuff. And like I said, like, I had not cried like not expressed any emotion not because i felt like i couldn't not because i felt like a punk if i did but just because like i hadn't felt anything really like i was more of just like shocked and like it was really my pride and i think anytime i've ever been cheated on like anything i've really felt it really just came down to like pride like dang man how did i let that happen to me or like dang like how you like Get your chick took. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that pride thing. So, really, like, I really wasn't, like, emotional about, like, any of this. It was, it was kind of crazy, actually. And um, so, she pulls up for, like, to get her last stuff. And, like, and at this point, I think it had been, like, a, a few weeks. Like, you know, dust had settled and, like, it wasn't really a huge deal. So, when she pulled up, like, we sat and, like, we rapped. And I'm like, all right, bro. Like, I got to know what was going on. Because at this point, like I said, I thought it was, like, somebody maybe I went to school with. You know, something along the lines of that. Maybe even somebody like she worked with, I had no idea what was going on. So then she sits down and she's like, okay, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. And I'm like, yeah, like we ain't got nothing to lose now. Like we ain't together no more. We don't live together. Like just go ahead and like let it out. Like let me know. And like I really just wanna know what was going down. So she tells me that like a year or two before, I really feel like it was like two years before, maybe a year, cause I don't even remember how long me and her had been together. But like a year before, on her birthday, she went to a male strip club in her home city and our home city was maybe like an hour away from where we had lived at, at the time and one i didn't even know male strip clubs had existed at this point like i didn't know that was like really a thing let alone a male strip club in nebraska right like crazy so i'm like sitting there like yo what and like like i said this girl was quiet like i had never expected that to be the move so i'm like okay like she's out and about she may miss mine and she's like yeah like this guy would come up to me all the time and like he would 
introduce himself to me and ask me for his number and i just always said no you know i always would say no um but then after a while like i kept going to the strip club and i'm like wait what she's like yeah i was going like every other weekend <laughs> and i had no clue like no idea this this girl like it, like we're not oh we're not 21 yet and, in Nebraska, I think you got to be like 18 to be in a strip club. So that's really the only club you can get into, right? So she's leaving the crib and going to this male strip club like on a regular basis, right? No idea this is going down. So I guess after some point, she finally gave in and like gave him her number and like they had just been like secretly dating, right? And she's telling me all this and not like saying who this guy was i'm like why is this guy at this male strip club so frequent like i'm still very naive and like what is going on and she's like well harold is like a male stripper and i'm like what a what a, a male stripper she's like yeah he's like 35 years old and you know what i'm saying like he you know he he, he shakes dick in the club <laughs> like and I'm like sitting here like, are you kidding me? Again, no emotion, no anger, just pure shock. Like what is going on? So then like, I'm just curious. I'm like, dude, I got to see a picture of this dude. Let me tell you now at this point in my life, I'm like 170 soaking wet. Like I'm a string bean. I got like the baby dreads coming in. And when I tell you, when she showed me a picture of this guy, <laughs> now, like, when you get cheated on, right, you always want to see who the person is, right? You want to see, like, what they look like. Like, are they better than you? Like, you know, you have that. Like, like I said, it's a pride thing where you're like, what's going on? When I tell you, this guy was the antithesis of me. He was like, now, I'm tall. Like I said, I'm 6'2". This dude was, like, like 5'8". Like, 280 just like straight muscle tone right like when you imagine a male stripper this brother was that like this real light skin dude green eyes was bald headed and just yoked and at this time like i said i'm a little guy and i am not i do not want to be a little guy so like i've been in the gym a lot and like let me tell you the pride really hurts i'm like oh this is the big old spartan she's been wanting to be with this whole time and she see me walking around with my shirt off and my bird chest for years and she probably been laughing at me behind my back you know all these things were going through my head and the prides really really kicking in right and it just was the craziest craziest experience but I will say I was very, very thankful for it because when that happened, when something like that, when you get cheated on for years with a male stripper, shorty was with a male, like the nastiest, the lowest of the low, a Nebraska male stripper at that. Imagine how freaking disgusting and gross that is. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, ugh. Like she was sharing a bed with me. She shared a crib with me. Granted, she was cooking and cleaning and still washing drawers, but oh my gosh and i had no idea i hadn't the slightest clue so when i think of a situation like that and i go back to these young ladies saying oh my gosh these men have feelings y'all care y'all cry it really is funny because even though i do want to say like i said like yo we're human beings too like we feel i can truly say the times i did show emotion and the times i did feel it was really off of like my pride was destroyed and that's really what it came down to. But because my pride was the only thing that was really hurt, it doesn't 
hurt me so much to share that story with y'all. I know that sounds crazy, ladies and gentlemen. I could not make something like that up. I got cheated on with a male stripper named Harold. Can you imagine that? A male stripper. So, fellas, if you're listening, I tell that story to really get the point across that there is really no reason to be ashamed of expressing yourself, to be ashamed of getting cheated on. Listen, I promise you, no matter what your story is, Shorty did not cheat on you with a male stripper named Harold in Nebraska. All right, so there's nothing wrong with expressing yourself, fellas. Fellas, you can talk about that kind of stuff. And it, it, honestly, man, it's funny. Everybody gets cheated on. Things happen. And really, really, it makes me go back and think about, like, my son and him expressing himself in a healthy way right by walking away from that bully by walking away from that kid who wasn't expressing himself well and i even told my son i said a lot of times when kids is doing that they're going through their own emotional things they're going through their own mental things and the fact that him at such a young age knows how to control that emotion i feel like that is so so very important for a young man it's so so very important because like i said it's something i struggle with it's something that clearly a lot of men do struggle with and it's also a fact that women seem to struggle with as well that men are going through their own things and that men do have feelings but if there's one thing for sure don't ever be embarrassed about being cheated on fellas because i promise you i had it bad and i can sit and laugh about it and really think it's one of the funniest things in the world ladies and gentlemen this is episode 37 episode 37 of the world's greatest podcast in the world as always i am your host brian colbert my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you listen if you're listening we appreciate you for listening ladies and gentlemen if you are a first time listener thank you for being here we hope you've enjoyed the show Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you for being here with us for 37 episodes. We are wrapping this episode up. We are not going to keep y'all too long on this one because we want to continue to make content for y'all. We want to continue to come back with episodes. And I really love this, man. I really love sitting here, being able to talk to y'all, being able to hear back from y'all on the podcast. And even though now I'm finally being able to do on-air stuff and talent stuff, which I can't wait to talk to y'all about, this is still my favorite thing to do yes it takes a lot of energy and a lot of time and that's not something i have a lot of these days um and i could talk to y'all about that more in the future as well um but it's something i do find very important it's something i want to do and something i want to get more consistent at so hopefully it's not another month or three weeks or two weeks till y'all hear from me again ladies and gentlemen like i said this is episode 37 of the greatest podcast in the world the out of character podcast i am your host brian colbert my friends call me BC. You call me BC too if you listen. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. And as always, God bless.